I'm thankful that though I do not deserve salvation, that yet he loved me. And it's because of his grace that's what will lead me home. I'm thankful this morning that Though I am not deserving nor worthy of anything that God has given me, yet He has been so, so very good to me. He has blessed my life beyond what I deserve. He has saved me and given me a home in heaven. That as the end of that song says that when we've been there 10,000 years, there will be no less days than when we first began. He's given me a fine family. He's given me a good helpmate that has helped me. She's been an encouragement to and there's not a doubt in my mind that God gave her to me. I asked God when I started getting serious about looking to get married, Lord, you send me the one you'd have for me. Things doesn't happen when you ask God for direction in your life. Things don't happen by accident. There's no happenstance. We've got to be patient and wait on God. But there's no coincidence when it comes to serving the Lord. A lot of times in our mind, we might sit back and think, well, that's peculiar that that happened that way. But if we follow the direction that God would lay out for us in our life, Though if I'm not careful, I'll cloud that myself. A lot of times I may get myself in the way. Instead of just sitting back saying, God, I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to trust your plan. And I'm going to be patient. And I'm going to sit back and I'm going to wait for you to direct me and how it is that I should go. A lot of times I want to get out in front of God. Or if I'm not careful, I'll say that, I'm going to go the left way, or I'm, I'm going to go the right way. But when we're in the center of God's will, He never promised us that things would be easy. Now, that's a, the sense of the prosperity preacher today. They sit back and say, well, if you do this and this and this, life's going to be easy and life's going to be grand. That's not what He promised. But what He did say is, if you'll follow me, and keep me at the very center of your life. I'll be there with you throughout the troubling days that lie ahead. And when the end of this life comes, I'm so very thankful that I'll not have to make that journey alone. Though I don't know exactly what lays out ahead of me, I'm thankful to know that he'll be there to meet me. He's expecting me. He knows that I'm coming. And I'm thankful for that this morning. I'm thankful this morning for God's amazing grace. Certainly this morning that uh, if you are uh, here, it's not by accident. Uh, 
I've got just a, a small thought this morning. I'm thankful this morning uh, that I can feel the Spirit of God. I'm thankful this morning that the Spirit of God can stir up the inside. It can stir joy up in our heart. His Word is alive. It encourages us. It helps us. It motivates us to, to move forward throughout this life. I'm thankful this morning to be a child of God. I have a great interest and a desire in your prayers. As I've said many times, I, I can't do anything alone. I've talked with many older preachers that have a whole lot more experience than I do. And I've talked to them, and they know what it is to have liberty when you preach. And boy, I'd love to have good liberty this morning on this subject. So pray for me. I want to say, if I'll not forget, we want to try to dedicate uh, our graduates this morning with their Bibles. But I feel the need to try to preach a little this morning. We're going to take some text this morning from the book of Ruth. And that's where we want to try to, to take some reading from this morning. Uh, but I want to, uh, my thought this morning really uh, has to do with a few things that I've thought about here the last couple of days and have really been on my mind. And uh, I was thinking about cutting corners. And... Uh, as I was talking to Brother Mike Jackson, and, and some of you may relate this morning, and, and maybe some of you won't, but uh, as I was cutting hay uh, here a little while ago, I, I was thinking about how uh, I take, I try to take a little pride in, in having a good, clean hay field. And a lot of times when I'm mowing hay, uh, I, I go around in a circle, you know, and when I'm done, I'll try to mow my corners out. And I know some of you may not understand what I'm talking about this morning, but I, I know Brother Mike maybe does, and uh, you want to try to clean up every bit of hay that you've got. You don't want to leave anything standing in the field. And I thought about that in a sense that certainly we live in a day and time where everybody wants to get what's coming to them. I want every bit of this life that, it has to offer. I, I want to experience it all. I, I want to see everything. And, and I'll tell you this morning, there's a good sense of, of going out and experiencing uh, uh, traveling and seeing different things. But I want you to know and understand this morning that the greatest thing that I've ever experienced, I have drove a semi-tractor trailer. I've been through almost every state throughout the United States. I've traveled a little bit uh, across the seas. I've seen different things. I've seen the ocean. But the greatest thing that I've ever experienced is God, when he saved my soul, when he reached down from heaven, and I felt that trouble and that sorrow that was in my heart. I knew what it was to be separated from God. When that trouble and that sorrow come upon me, when God reached down, and just as soon as it felt like that trouble and sorrow was there, he reached down and he took it all away. And that, friend, this morning, that's the greatest thing that I've ever experienced uh, throughout uh, my children and have been a great blessing to me when they was born. And, 
uh, being able to marry my wife and all of those things. But the greatest thing that I've ever experienced is when God reached down and saved my soul. It was His grace. Something I did not deserve. Unmerited favor. I, I, I didn't deserve it. I wasn't worthy of it. But yet God loved me and He reached down in His sight. This morning, as I began to think about, we want to, most of us, a lot of times, or even some of us, want to experience it all. We find here the story of Ruth, and it says that this took place in the day of the judges. And there was a famine in the land, and there was a man that came from Bethlehem of Judea, and he took his wife, Naomi, and he took his sons, and they went to Moab. And as they were in Moab, it says there that her husband, Elimelech, he died, and his two sons, they died as well. And Naomi, uh, as they were there, the Bible says they were there about 10 years, that uh, they had died. Her husband had died, and her two sons, as they had married, they had died as well. And Naomi said that she had heard word that there was bread back in her country. She said, I heard that there was food, and, and they had plenty over in Bethlehem of Judea. She said, I believe I'll go back. And as she began to talk to her daughter-in-laws, she told them, she said, there's no ties here anymore. She said, why don't you go back to your country? She said, why don't you go back to Moab and she said, dwell there among your kindred. She said, even if I was to marry and bear a child, she said, would you tarry here and wait till he be of age? She said, why don't you go home back home? And in the beginning, both her daughter-in-laws began to say, well, we'll stay with you. Uh, we'll, we'll stay here and tarry and we'll go back. But yet there was one, Orpha. She went back to Moab. She, in the beginning, said, well, we'll go back to Bethlehem of Judea. But later on, she decided that she'd go back to Moab. The Bible says that, uh, let me find my reading here. It says in the 15th verse in the first chapter of the book of Ruth, it said, and she said, behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people, unto her gods, Return thou after thy sister in law. She said she's returned and she's went back uh, unto her gods. And I want you to understand something this morning that uh, Ruth had no ties later there with her mother in law. She could have freely went back to Moab and she had friends, she had loved ones, she had relatives, the things that she had known in the world, uh, the things that she had been accustomed to some 10 years prior to this. Just as Orpha had went back, she could have went back. But yet Naomi said, I'll stay and I'll tarry with you. This morning, I want you to understand that as a child of God, it's very easy, my friend, if you're not careful, to want to return to the things of the world. I know there's been times in my life that it seems like the things of the world have uh, 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 got my attention. It seems like the things of the world is, I'm not even talking about in a material sense. 
uh, but I'm talking about uh, even uh, desires of the heart. Uh, there's things that have gotten my attention through the years that I thought, well, if, if I'd just go over here and do this a little while, life would be easier. My friend, I'll tell you what that brings upon you. If you're not careful, the things of the world will bring destruction upon you and your life. They will. If there's any advice this morning that I'd love to give young people, as Brother Strode said earlier, it's stay in your book and read your Bible. Pray and ask God for direction. Let him shape and mold your life. Allow yourself to follow him and what he'd have for you. Oftentimes, it seems like uh, there's people that uh, get into working for God, and if they're not careful, they'll slip back into going back into the things of the world. It's easy to look over here and say, boy, it'd be so simple. But my friend, it's not simple. My friend, this morning, those things bring destruction, and they bring heartache. My friend, this morning, it's so much better if you just serve God and trust in Him and follow after Him with everything that makes you up. Look to the Lord. Naomi said, she told her, she said, go back. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee nor return from following after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go. And whether thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people and thy God, my God. Naomi had come over. She was a, a Gentile, if you will. She did not believe in the God of Israel, but yet being around Naomi's family and being there around them, I believe she's seen and experienced some things. She said, I'll stay with you, and your God shall be my God. Your people shall be my people. And this morning, I want you to understand, as a church, we're a people here. We're a peculiar people, and God has set us in this place that we might be a help to each other and that we might be a light into the world. And my friend, help us not to return unto Moab. Help us not to go back, but help us to stay here and say, today we shall serve God. Today we shall serve him. The things of the world might look pretty. You'll remember there was a story about a young man in Luke in the 15th chapter. He took his inheritance. He went and spent all that he had, and there was a famine that came into that land. Before the story came to an end, he was there rolling around and the pigs whined with them in the mud. And he said, why do I sit here? when my father's servants have it so much better than me. He said, I'll go back to my father. And as he went back to his father, if you'll remember, his father greeted him with a kiss. He came running to him. His father seen him a great distance off. And he went out to him to meet him and to greet him. I don't know about you this morning, but there's been times in my life, I, I'm thankful this morning that I've never lost my salvation. But I'll tell you, and I'll have to admit it, there's been a time or two that I've lost the joy of it. I have. I've got so far out in the world that it seems like I've been cold and I've been indifferent and I've not been able to feel the Spirit of God like I want to. 
But this morning, I'll tell you, there's nothing like experiencing and feeling the Spirit of God. And my friend, there's a joy in it. There's a joy in serving the Lord. I've never lost my salvation. But I've been like David over there. I have lost the joy of it a time or two. Maybe more than a time or two. But I'm thankful when I got up and made a decision that I was going to choose him. And I started my way towards him. I'm thankful that God met me. And I'm thankful, my friend, that he restored that joy to my heart. But I'm going to tell you something this morning, maybe... You've got to make a move towards God this morning. If you want to feel the joy of the Lord, if you want to feel his presence and his spirit this morning, if you want to feel him, you've got to make a move towards him. The world wants to bring you down. Naomi said, I'll go with you. Your God shall be my God. Naomi got to a place here in the latter part of this chapter. They're about the 21st verse. Excuse me. She uh, back up just a little bit there. In the 20th verse, she said that basically she said that God had dealt bitterly with her, bitterly. Her husband, her children were gone. God has a way of working in our lives if we would just allow him to. God wants to work wonders throughout your life. What may seem like small and irrelevant to you, this morning, very, the very small things, if we're not careful, we'll take for granted. I'm talking about something as small as breathing air. You do it naturally without even thinking. You climbed out of bed this morning. You put your feet on the carpet or hardwood, and you started getting ready this morning, and you were breathing air. God allowed you to have another day to spend with your family and to be able to come into his house and worship his name. If we're not careful, we'll take some of those things for granted. Naomi looked back, and she said, boy, the... She said, look at all these things that's happened to me. God has dealt bitterly with me. But God had never left her. Naomi and her family had went to Moab. I'm going to tell you something this morning. God never leaves us. But if we're not careful, we'll leave him. But I'm thankful this morning that he's always there. God is always there. God has never left me. He's always been there. And when Brother Casey decides to get his heart right, and he decides, Lord, would you help me? Help me to see the things that are going on in my life, Lord. When I was a young man and decided that I wanted to experience some things of the world, listen, I, I'll be honest with you. I, when I was a young man, I was in my early 20s. Uh, Jessica, I don't want to upset her. I don't, she's my wife, and I'm tickled to death with her. Uh, but I was dating this girl. Me and her, I thought, was happy. I thought me and her was going to get married. I'd asked her to marry me, and she said yes. 
We dated for about three years. And two weeks before our wedding, I called it off. And you think, well, you're the one that done it. She told me one night, she said, I don't want to be a preacher's wife. She said, that's not what I want. And I sat back and I thought, God, how could all this happen to me? Have y'all ever been there? You sit back and you ask God, why? Why is this, Lord? How can all this happen? And my heart was hurt. And I started asking the Lord, Lord, would you send somebody that would help me? Would you send somebody, God, that would go with me? And God sent me the one that he'd have for me. And when I asked her to marry me, she said, I'll go anywhere with you. What I couldn't understand and what I couldn't see at the time was God was working in my life. But I couldn't see it. The visions and the things that we desire and the things that we want will cloud our vision of what God has in store for us if we're not careful. You say, preacher, I wish you'd just move on. I'm going to. I want to go on down here in the second chapter. It said, And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth and Ruth the Moabites said unto Naomi, let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose side I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hap was to light on the part of the field to belong to Boaz, who was the kindred of Emelech. And uh, that, may, that word hap means to happen or by accident. I want you to know this morning that Naomi and maybe Ruth thought that it was just by accident that she had that she ended up in Boaz's field. God had a plan for her. It wasn't by accident that she wound up there in Boaz's field. God's got a plan for you. If you'll just follow his direction and his leadership, he wants the best for you. He wants you to live a life that you can feel that joy in your heart. He wants you to be able to go out and glean and reap in his fields and labor and work for him. And he'll place you right where you need to be. If you'll let him. 
How many times have you looked back and you thought to yourself, well, that's a coincidence that I wound up here or I wound up there or this happened? Was it coincidence that I met my wife in church? And I asked her, Lord, I said, would you, would you go out? I was like a little schoolboy, you know. I said, would you like to go out on a date with me? She said, yeah, I'll go out with you. I asked her one time about two or three weeks into us dating. I said, I guess we're boyfriend and girlfriend. She said, you ain't asked me to be your girlfriend yet. I said, all right. God had us there at that time for a particular reason. Folks, if you can't see God's hand working in your life, you need to look at your life and see what's going on. God's working in your life if you just allow him to. How many times have you looked back and you thought, well, this has happened or that's happened. You get through it and you look back and you say, God, how big that you are. How big you are. She didn't wind up in Boaz's field by accident. See, the responsibility of the gleaners, if you'll look over in the 19th chapter of Leviticus, I'll not read it for time's sake, but to paraphrase it in the law says that those that owned the field was to leave the corners of the field. They weren't to reap those out, but they was to allow gleaners to come in and to glean those. Those that were less fortunate and strangers and different ones could come in and glean the corners of the field. And that's what, Ruth, that's what Ruth was doing. She was trying to provide for her and Naomi. They were poor. They didn't have very much. She went to glean. As she found her there himself in Boaz's field, Boaz took notice of her. He said in the 11th verse, And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been shewed unto me all that thou hast done unto thy mother, in law since the death of thy husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not hereafter, hereunto. Heretofore, excuse me. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given unto thee, the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Then she said, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for thou hast comforted me, for thou hast spoken friendly unto thine handmaid, though I be not like unto one of thine handmaids. And uh, she talks up there in the 10th verse. She says, Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why hast thou found grace in thine eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? This morning when I think about God's grace and I think about how he's worked in my life, how I'm undeserving of anything God has ever given me, when I think about how much he's blessed me, Brother Strode, we sing that song sometimes, let me count my blessings one by one. And my friend, if all of us was to sit back and start counting our blessings, how long would we be here this morning? I'd say we'd be here an awful long time, don't you? She said, Boaz, I have found grace. 
Manasseh. I'm thankful this morning for God's amazing grace. I'm thankful this morning that God still answers prayer. I'm thankful this morning that God still gives us direction if we'll ask for it. Apostle Paul talked about running this race with patience. When we desire to know something of God, he'll let you know. This morning, maybe you're here and never been saved. If you really want to know this morning, he'll let you know. But you need to be prepared for the answer. If you're lost, you need to be saved. When you really and truly desire to know something, God will show you. You just may not like the answer sometimes. Or at least that's been my case. But I'm thankful this morning for God's amazing grace. I'm thankful this morning I can see how God's hand has worked throughout my life. Boaz spoke to her and said, The Lord recompense thy work and a full reward be given unto thee of the Lord God of Israel. This morning, I guess if we could think about cutting corners, how often, if we're not careful, do we say, boy, we want everything this life has to offer. Give me all of it. That's the way I am when I'm cutting a hay field. I want the prettiest, cleanest field that there ever was. I want to get it all. I don't want to leave a sprig of hay anywhere. But this morning, I want you to know and understand, when it comes to serving God, it doesn't matter about the things of, of this world and what God can give you but it comes with a peace and knowing that you're serving an almighty and a living God and how good it is to serve him. I've said this before. I've tried it both ways. And I'd certainly be trying. I'd rather be trying to serve the Lord than I had to be trying to do something else. This morning, I desire a full reward. He's done give me everything that I need. And yet, he just keeps blessing. He keeps blessing. He keeps blessing. How long has it been since you said, boy, my cup runneth over? Maybe it's been a while. Boy, that's when it gets good, when you sit back and say, my cup runs over, God. He said, under whose wings thou art come to trust. This morning, trust in the Lord. Trust in his plan for your life. Trust in him. Preachers will let you down. If I've never let you down yet, I promise you one day I will. Not because I want to. Mamas and daddies, they'll let you down. Brothers and sisters, they'll let you down. 
But do you know one that's never let me down? The Lord. He's never failed me. Not one time. When I've made my way to him, and I've got down to where I could call on his name, he's always helped me. He's always given me direction. When I've got serious about God, I need to know. Now, I'll tell you what's wonderful about this story. I'm going to be done. Ruth thought that she just happened to come up on that place. God was in the mind. She went and humbled herself before Boaz. He acknowledged her. He provided for her. He was a kinsman. Naomi probably got discouraged along with Ruth when there was another next to kinsman that was closer to him. He thought that he could just take the land and go on. He didn't want no responsibility of having to take care of Naomi. God worked all that out. Her and Boaz conceived and had a child, and they called his name Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of David. And out of this little Gentile lady that come out of Boaz, her and Boaz comes the lineage of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This little lady probably sat back and thought, can you imagine how God worked in her life? And if we're not careful, we'll sit back and say, God, where are you? Why ain't you working? What's going on? I don't understand. I don't feel you. But folks, when we get down serious and say, Lord, I'm going to trust in you, no matter what comes, no matter what may, no matter what happens tomorrow, I'm trusting in you and I'm going to follow your direction. I promise you, he's got plans for you in your life. He's got plans for you. No matter what comes tomorrow, don't turn back and look towards Moab, but keep looking towards the kingdom of God. You remember what Jesus said over there? I'm going to read this verse of text, and then I'm going to be done. Jesus said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thread. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few be there that find it. It may not always be an easy way, but I promise you it'll be the best. When you follow God, He's got a plan for you. Trust in him. He'll shield you. He'll cover you with his wings. That's one of the best and most peaceful places that is. Brother Mike was talking this morning about there was just a peace sitting out there, bush hogging, sitting on that trailer and on that tractor. When you're in the presence of God, there's a peace that comes to service. Follow him this morning. That's my little old thought. I'll tell you this, there's a whole lot in there about Ruth.
I wish I'd have went deeper with him. But uh, that's truly an amazing story to me. Nothing this morning, when it comes to God, happens by accident. When the Lord saved my soul, I wasn't there at Rocky Mound that night by accident. I believe in my heart he knew I was going to be Trust in the Lord and allow him to direct your path. That's our thought this morning. If we can, I'd like to get those that were presenting our